Welcome to the Fit360 podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear from the top personal trainers and respected wellness practitioners in the space. They'll be talking about stuff like how moving your body is essential to a robust well-being, how to age with strength and with grace, how to nourish your mind and body through good nutrition versus the latest fad diets, and so much more. If you want a deep dive into a lifestyle of trainers and those who assist in true healthcare, then you're in the right place. This place was created for you to help you improve your future well-being. Yeah, no cards. Just in case. Today we're back again. I have a really, really good friend of mine. We go way back, work together over the years, and just became cool friends. And I'll tell you, she's one of my favorite people that's in this business in the world. Very smart lady, very calm and just chill. I'm happy to have her today on the podcast so we can dig into her brain a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have some fun in this conversation yeah. and just talk. And hopefully me and you can learn some stuff. Fill in the gaps of stuff that we never thought of before and just... Um, you know, be able to use it in our lives. Now, since that, what we do is it's a lifetime, it's a lifestyle thing. So hopefully you can use it the same way as well. So today I want to introduce a good friend of mine, personal trainer, PhD. <laughs> okay, PhD. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, thank and you, this is you. Chantrelle Parker. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good, I'm good, excited. good. Excited. Excited and proud of you and everything that you've put your Thank hands you, on. Thank you, lady. Thank you. Thoroughly, Coming thoroughly, from you, thoroughly it's, it's excited big. and happy for you. Yes. Uh, and same thing to you. Thank you. Uh, happy for you as well because we were, you know, working in a certain place. Yes. And we branched out and opened our, our own thing. Things. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> Yes, we yeah, did. Not so too far apart from each other. Not too far apart from yeah, each other, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations on that. Thank and you. um I know you're gonna do amazing stuff. Thank you. I mean I've seen your work, lady. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've I appreciate seen your that. work and I, I approve. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So so listen, mm-hmm. let's get into this conversation. Okay. Let's go. Tell me. A little bit about yourself, like, you know, who's, who's Chantrell? Ho, 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 who is Chantrell? And I say a little bit, a little bit. Just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. So, um, let's see. I'm going to start with what shaped me mm-hmm. into this world of fitness. Yes. All right? Yes. This is how Chantrell got started. So, I'm going to go back a little bit. My sister and I were 12 years apart. Mm-hmm. She's 12 years older, and when I was growing up, she was good in every freaking thing. You name it, Wow. she was good in it. Basketball, volleyball, softball, cheerleading. Mm. So it got to where I asked my mom, well, what did my sister suck at? (laughs) She sucked playing an instrument, so I started playing the clarinet. Oh no, what? The clarinet. The clarinet. And so I was in the orchestra band, I was in the marching band, you name it, I can play the clarinet. Wow. 
And the other thing that my sister sucked at was track and field. So from the time I was in middle school, that was the first time I ran track. And from there, it was just like life-changing. That's when I was actually seen as being Chantrelle and no longer being seen as Little Veda. Mm. So for a long time, they didn't even say my name. I was mm. Little Veda. So from middle school, learn how to do hurdles and I'm gonna put that in quotation marks uh -huh. right because you're just you're just learning just running jumping mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I got to high school went out for the track team that very first day and I walked up to the coach and told him I can do hurdles and um, he said there's no way you too little <laughs> so now mind you I did not break a hundred pounds into my sophomore year in college so we talking about high school you can only wow. imagine how tiny I was yes yes <laughs> And uh, so he lined up the hurdles and I ran. And fast forward, I had a full scholarship for track and field in college. For real? Full scholarship, yes. I did 100, 400 hurdles. I did long jump, triple jump. Did the four by one and four by four. I did six events every week. I was a top scorer every week. I held my own. I held my own. The athlete was born. An athlete was born. So where was this? Where where? So I went to college at Southeastern Louisiana University. It's in mm -hmm. Hammond, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. um, so did my collegiate track and field there, and then I also got an opportunity to coach there because really? I worked on my masters. And so to be an assistant coach, they actually paid for me. Mm -hmm. A graduate assistant coach mm -hmm. paid for my masters. So I got my undergrad and my masters paid for through Southeastern through track and field. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love yes. It. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how you kind of like find a weak spot from where, what, you know, from your sister, what she couldn't do. Mm -hmm. and, and you took that. Yes. And, and make it into something. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to have my own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So some, some people would have been like, okay, just give up. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. I, I suck at everything. But you found I found that where I fit in. You're, exactly. I found what I can do. And that has been my platform throughout life. You created even, that channel. Even even in this arena of being a personal trainer, which right. is a male dominated industry. Yes. Um, I was told, first of all, because of this. Mm hmm Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When what? I when I when I first got started in personal training mm -hmm. or exposed to personal training, I saw no one that looked like me. Female. Female. I saw no black female personal trainers within New Orleans, Louisiana area. Okay. Not right. Then on a bigger picture of seeing, okay, let me just go through a little bit on the website and you see California where it's like the next big thing. Right. I really didn't see where I fit in because right. I had no yeah. boobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had no boobs. That was the you know, thing. Yeah. I had no boobs. Yeah. And my mom was like, you sure that's what you want to do? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to find my way. I'm going to find my way. I've yeah. been able to find out how I can be good at something in everything that I've done thus far. So I'm sure I can make this work. I want to fix your mic a little bit. Okay. Go ahead. Because I want to make sure, man, we capture <laughs> all of this good juice. There you, go. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, got it? Okay, good. So yeah, I wanted to find out just where I fit in. And I knew I can fit in. I believe 
that I can make my dream of being a personal trainer work because all I want to do was just help people be with people that that's it so it yeah. had to work there, yeah. there was no other option it had to work you know I got to tell you that that in itself is the is the main course of that meal mm -hmm. is, is is the fact that you want to help people and that will give you everything else you need to to get there because that's how my career started too I didn't want it I didn't know there it even existed wow but people approached me for that help they wanted that help mm -hmm. and I have a, an innate personality where I really enjoy helping people so somehow um, you know I don't know if they picked that up or whatever the case may be or it's just it could be just superficial yeah. but when you're pulled into something everything will line up for you even I, I always believe that your journey, as even as a child, always lead you to the path that you need yes. to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I didn't notice, what you just said, I didn't notice the fact that there weren't any female, black female. It's just that like, at the I, time I just, when I was getting involved, right. I didn't see, I didn't see me. Yeah, but you're right. Now that you said it, okay. I'm looking. And I said, wait, you're right. I I didn't see it either, yeah. but I never like make no notice of it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm flabbergasted a little bit. Like, why not? Why do you think that was, though? Is it... I don't know. I'm, I, I, I've, I, I, I've I never really know. put so much, any thought into it. I mean, until you just mentioned it, I never thought about it. I, I don't know. But, but <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. But so you broke that... So you broke that mold. I mean, there, you broke there in, were. You broke into that. Yeah, I that, broke into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I came to one Atlanta... One more thing. One more crack you found. Yeah, once I came into Atlanta and then I started to see actual black female trainers that were doing well i was like okay we we do have a place i just had to come to a place to see me to see in action you. okay that's it well i was gonna still do see, it you didn't see it in other places but you saw <laughs> I didn't it, see in it in new orleans i didn't really Atlanta. see it on a big marketing scale mm -hmm. when i looked into like california and new york right. I, I didn't see it from that perspective yes i saw a lot of black females into fitness but not but as not a personal, personal trainer. trainer and it wasn't until I came to Atlanta in 2003 being a trainer where I slowly got exposed to black female black trainers. Female trainers and when so my very first gym I worked at Gold's Gym in Sandy Springs I was the only black female trainer that's there. a Fountain Oak huh no this was the one on Roswell Road at Fontenot Plaza. No, no, no. No, not no. where Jim Bucket no, used to be. No, Sandy Springs. Not was where it goals. There was there? a goals in the back corner. Um, so it's like, what is Pass it? Past Hammond going up. Past Hammond still going up. Oh before yeah, yeah. You get to I, I, I heard about like I heard, that yes, right hand yeah, side. I heard yeah. about that. So you went all the way up there. I went all the way up there. Okay. That was that was my first. That was my first job. And you were the only black I was female. The only black female trainer. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's good to be the only black female <laughs> trainer in that because then you become a commodity, I think. Because everybody's like, yo, I don't want her. I don't know. I want Maybe. this new. I want this I, new. I don't yeah. know. But for me, it was still a lack of me trying to find more of me. Not to say that that's why I was doing it, but mm -hmm. you just kind of want to see that you're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In my case, I mean, there was a lot of us, like you said, this yeah. male dominated, and it was also black mm -hmm. male dominated because we kind of started the game. Yeah. And I didn't see a lot of white male personal trainers either. Really? No. Really? No. All we got, trust me, was, I mean, 30 years ago, 
coming into the business. First of all, trainers at that time wasn't even, like I didn't see any, the gyms didn't have trainers. Okay. Right? Um, this is why people approached me mm -hmm. to train them because the gyms didn't have them. And so I was one of the person who started that. And then I started seeing, going to, then it started to like become an uprise because somehow we had the better bodies. You know, black That's, male. Yes. And so it was like, yeah, well, yes. shit, I want to look like him. So, oh, of course. you know, we had the better muscle, muscle. Um, so we, we became. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was a lot of male black trainers just coming, started coming to the business. And it's not until I think I went and worked for Equinox in New York. Then I started seeing a few white okay. guys. And is to start to grow after that. I didn't move into Atlanta. Um, I saw a factor, mostly male, mostly okay. black male trainers. And then now I see to start to blossom mm -hmm. into It's, a, it's, a, it's very diverse. Yeah, it's everything. It's very diverse, <laughs> it's very diverse yeah. now. And I've loved seeing yeah. the growth of diversity yeah. over the 20 years that I've been here. Yeah, yeah. pretty interesting. I, I, it's just so amazing how um, you know you can go through life and never even pay attention to some of the things that you in your journey. That's why I always say, man, you gotta focus on the way to the to the finish line, to your destiny. You right. gotta you gotta you gotta enjoy the journey. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about memory, you can always come back and once something is triggered, come back and and find something in. It. It's like, oh, I never thought about mm -hmm. that. So, so in this case. Well, here, I'm glad that you broke into the business because you are, and, I, and I'm not bullshitting, one of the best trainer I know, male or female, Thank or you. black or white. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and, I, and I watch the careness that you put into your clients who are older. Yes. And um, the patience that you put into it. And I absolutely admire that in you. And even if your face is not smiling, your whole being is smiling. No. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, you just you just always have that positive feeling around you. And it's necessary to have that. It's necessary to have that because it just works better in this business, what we do. Oh yeah, you know what 100%. I mean? If you wanna have longevity, if you 100%. wanna have um, continuous client, cause you know how those, re those referrals, how they, or that you know what speaking of referrals that's all my business been referrals is, is, called, is a bomb i bought a domain name but still hadn't developed my website like mm. when i tell you just grateful for yeah. the referrals i Refer still have day one clients from it's when i got to atlanta 20 years I ago know, i know <laughs> what better than you get your phone rings and someone says oh i got your number from so and so yes yeah and you never had to spend a dime nothing make a phone call, talk to anybody, give out a business card yeah. to get that business, yeah. right? Yeah. That is the sweetest. And you come highly recommended already. You don't have to really prove much. Right. I mean, you still got to prove to the Oh, trip, absolutely. But not but much, then, not yeah. like you have to go to this verbal, you know, mm -hmm. conversation and trying to blow yourself up and yeah. all of this stuff. You don't have to audition for the part. You don't have to audition for the part. It's there. Yes, it's there. It came. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's that's the best thing. And I've seen some trainers in action and it sick me to my stomach. Like really the way they the way they are, they're just rough with the client and clients stick around for that shit. You know, and I'm like and as I'm speaking I I, I can think about 
three people just pop faces popped up in my head who that was and i'm not gonna call any names because right, right, i don't right. want to this is not the place it. for that, not the place nope, for that. Nope, nope. but it's it's incredible i've had i've seen a client cry because this guy fired her over some silly stuff because mm -hmm. she didn't pay him she went on vacation and so she figured okay she go on vacation she'll pay him when she get back mm -hmm. she didn't pay him before she leaves mm. and he fired her and wouldn't take her back her husband came to talk to him and i'm like but wait a minute aren't there other trainers that you can go yeah. to like it's not that serious wow. Wow. i understand that you've been with him for years and you know him and all that stuff but right there's more take a chance yeah. else. and to me yeah, he was okay mm -hmm. he was okay but he was just a really hard shell type of dude. Mm. Really hard shell. And I've seen some crazy stuff. I'm like, nah. And then there are some who um, just really don't know what the hell they're doing. But you're gonna find that in any, in any, any profession. profession. Yeah. Doctors, yeah. lawyers, so on and so on. So it's okay. We, we have our lot too. Yeah. And this is why we have to do the audition thing sometimes and allow people to kind of see us, but see how we work and kind of win them over. It's worth it at times because once someone gets to know that about you, that how good you are, it's really downhill from there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're with you. Right. Once they're with you, they're with you. Exactly. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> constant they are with you. paycheck. Yeah. It's, they're with you for life. Mm -hmm. um, as, long, as long as they can afford it. Um, so the other question I want to mm -hmm. ask you, how long you've been from, you said you started being up into the personal training business? To now, how long is that? 20 years. Nice. 20 years. Nice. Mm -hmm. You barely look, you look like you're 20. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, really, 20 years. I was had like, I had like, literally, I had like 10 in my head. No. Yeah, like, you know, 10 years. 20 years. That's amazing. 20 That's good. Years. And good, what, what pushed me to be a trainer was when I was in grad school i was working with one of my professors so you know i was doing track and field right. so giving them like a running program things of that nature helping them run because they wanted to do a half marathon i'll never forget this so i was working with him doing that and from just doing that he said chantrell you ought to take the test to be a personal trainer there's nothing you need to study for because my background well when i was getting my master's was exercise physiology Mm. You know all this stuff. Just take right. the test. Just take the test. So I signed up. I took the test. I passed it. All right. So here we go. Here we go. I'm a certified personal trainer. Mm -hmm. I can already write running programs. I can already, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Now it's just how do I find my way within personal training? Into the business. How do I want to branch off and sell myself? So I knew I wanted to come to Atlanta. I fell in love with Atlanta when we would have track meets and we would drive to um, Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated in 2003, I went online, found a little job. That's how I got with Ghost Gym. Okay. Got a U-Haul truck one way and never looked back. Wow. Never, never looked back. That's how I got to Ghost Gym. Mm. And so initially I was doing like little running programs and stuff like that. And then I first client client that actually stuck with me and helped me to change the direction and what I wanted to do as far as weight training wise was an older adult. I was a little bit timid in training her because I'd never worked with an older adult. Everything been from collegiate athletes. 
or just you know people that didn't have any major limitations per se mm -hmm. so when I was working with this um, particular individual I said I'm going to train her the way I would want someone to work with my mother and that has been how I've molded my career okay. and I think that's how I truly found my niche with working with older adults and as you said before that's really all I work with right and right. yeah I've from there kind of specialized with working with older adults that have had strokes I've had some that are um, paraplegics you name it double hip replacement double knee knee surgery just I my basis for setting up their program is how would I want somebody to work with my mother to still progress them along but still be caring and understanding of whatever limitation that they probably had but then not letting them use their limitation as an excuse, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've been able just to shape my career. And that's how I chose my my um, my business name as Stay Mobile. No matter okay. what, we're going to stay mobile. We're going to keep this thing moving. Right. You're going right. to move and I'm going to help you move. Right. Is this why you chose to go back to school and get your PhD? Yes. Because you wanted to be able to handle clients like that well yes and no i'm gonna say no because initially it was the recession in 2009 mama gotta have a backup plan gotcha right mm -hmm. because personal training is from disposable income right so when people don't have that extra money what's the first thing that they're probably they, going to cut is training yeah. yeah so i needed yeah. a backup plan mm -hmm. and the best way for me to do that was to go ahead and get my PhD. If it ever slowed down, then I could still teach in the field of which I love first and foremost. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, did a little teaching on the side. Every now and then, I'm still, you know, on mm -hmm. that collegiate area. Because mm -hmm. you're always learning from newer generations. Right. Just something, right? And, you, and, you, and, you, and something. you're doing something you love. Still doing something I yeah, love. that you enjoy. Right. Yeah. But it's it's just been a blessing to where even the highs and lows of the economy, I haven't lost my clientele. Because mm, these people have good disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I do the same. I more, my main market is older people. Yeah. And yeah. until I come up with a better word, that's, that's what I got. I hate, when I, hate, I hate the sound of it. Yeah. But, you know, older clients You're are, more matured you know, individuals. More, yeah. You're more financially secure exactly. individuals, individuals. To where, you know, when they're working with their financial advisor, this is factored in right. as a part of their lifestyle. Right. So you know and, it's going to be there. And those people, so that's what we get from them. But what they get from us is, a, is someone who's experienced and with PhDs. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who knows how to handle clients like that who can challenge them enough without breaking their backs breaking their knees right. and um you know put them way out of breath but give but challenge them and know that if something is if they're in having aches and pains or issues they can call you and say this is going on with me what should i do right yeah, exactly. and i get a lot of those phone calls i tell them do not go to the doctor or call the doctor until you talk to me first yeah and you know it takes a lot of trust for oh, them to be able first to do and that. foremost it's trust yeah. it's yeah. trust and then you know you can say okay well give me what's happening you know if it's over the phone or whatever mm -hmm. and you can kind of tell them which i've done many times okay this is what you need to do mm -hmm. it's nothing serious blah 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 and they trust you enough to do what you mm -hmm. tell them to do and they feel better for it yeah yeah so yeah i mean this training older mature 
mature adults. Mature adults is not for newcomers. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. not for newcomers. Mm-mm. Or as as people always tell me, I had an old soul at a young age. So maybe I was already old to begin with, <laughs> and just didn't know it. Right. You right. Know? Right. So, so that's so but yeah, that's that's how I got with the more mature crowd. Mm. So you said so you, going back to what you said you mm-hmm. you were at goals and so how do you train how did where did you transition from other other goals? What what how did that how long you stayed at goals? Give me the, the, the breakdown. So I'll give you the breakdown and I even throw out a name. So when I was with goals at corporate fitness, I was actually miserable because it's their training style or the way that how can I word this politely I felt <laughs> like not I felt alright here it is they give were it, the, give, the, give the corporate well. style was all about the money and not the person yes so and they still are okay yes they still are mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't work with them anymore but I'm right. sure they are but for me I'm about the people I would rather have a little less knowing that I have in good conscience and good faith have gone above and beyond for the person Mm -hmm. and not just boom a swipe of the credit card right I'm never gonna view a person as a number Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just not gonna do it so that never sat right with me and so even though I was at Gold's Gym and I was a part of their corporate fitness they had a few independent trainers that also worked there okay and so one of them is Roy Carr he was the first person that I met. And so he said, Chantrell, I'm gonna help you become independent. And that is exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. So he went and he found a small studio for me of someone that you and I both know. I don't wanna say that name just mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't mm-hmm. put that out there. But I'm thankful at the, for- At the other location. At the, yeah, Small, at his smaller yeah. location, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I'm very grateful that I was able to get a start there. Right. All right, and really build from there. So once I left Gold's Gym, those clients came with me over there, followed me, and that's how I became an independent trainer. Nice. And nice. then so I was from Gold's Gym a little bit at this studio. I was at Gym of Buckhead, and so that's how I met some other people. So um, like John White, I John met White. him. I'm sure he didn't know me by name. I was I was a little bitty thing then when I first started. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know some other people. Um, and who else was uh like Hansel, Hansel. Little? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been a great supporter yeah. too with me starting he's, off. Mm-hmm. He's done the same for me. Yeah, I have to say Hansel has kind of is guided me in the Atlanta market. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and so, too. so goes Jim at this studio. Now, mind you, I'm always at this studio, but I left goes Jim. I was at the studio doing the gym of Buckhead. I was at the studio and I did Bodyplex. I was at the studio and then um, I was doing at was what, what hospital was it? Hospital. Yeah, DeKalb Medical Center. Really? Yeah. They had a, a physiology department. Okay. Because when you're first getting started, right, you got to put in the work. Got to put in work. And as a trainer, you only get paid when you work. Exactly. So I knew the lifestyle that I wanted to have. I just had to hustle to do it. Mm. And I, I spent all of my time hustling. And so with the DeKalb Medical Center, that's what really helped my training with, like, my cardiac 
patients and things of that nature, mm -hmm. um, stroke patients, things of that nature. So that's what gave me a different realm to how to train people with some type of limitation, gotcha. per se. Yeah, that, okay. That's where mm -hmm. I was truly exposed to that market on how to train mm -hmm. from that perspective, mm -hmm. that more science mm -hmm. perspective, Based, right, yeah, right. if you say. So once I was building at the studio, then I was able to back away from all those other areas. Bodyplex closed down. You, you were familiar yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went mm -hmm. there one day and the doors was just locked, locked chained. Yeah. 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 So I was like, okay. And then uh, Jim Buckhead uh, wasn't really feeling that anymore. And then it, I was building up my clientele at the studio so much to where I didn't have the need to really go down to the medical center. And before I knew it, I was just all day long at the studio. So go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Bodyplex. Mm -hmm. When that closed on, that was a big opportunity, though. That was a huge opportunity. Because people wanted to... Yeah, th and yeah, that, that's take, how I... Take, yeah, yeah, big opportunity. So it's, it sounds like it's it's a bad of, oh, my God, the door is closed. What are we going to do? No. But it's like, ooh, as a it, trainer, it's like, like... And then, you know, it was like, I see how you worked with such and such right. and such. And so I, wanna, yeah. I want you to work Not with Not realizing yeah. that I was always on display. Oh yeah, I, but I, I didn't know that that was that was the younger naive me. Right. I just always went in, like I said, I'm gonna treat this person like how I would want somebody to treat my mom. Not realizing other people were watching. Oh man, all the time. People watch you all the time. I, I mean, I, people watch us trainers yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, even other trainers' clients. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's a, it's a normal thing to do. Yeah. You know, it's a normal thing to do. Yeah, you're always on display. Yeah, but when I was in it, because like I said, I just knew I, the lifestyle that I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. So all of my attention, I would was go in the doors, boom, train, yeah, train, you, train, you train, are, train. You train. are super focused. <laughs> you come in, do your thing, and you're out. Yeah. 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 I'm going to speak to everybody. Yeah. But. Hey, hey, you doing? But you, I, you're, I'm out. Yeah. And so, you know, and you have other things to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I so get it. So that was the first time I, I found out that I was on constant watch. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, okay, I don't have nothing to be ashamed of. No. Because this is, part, this is part this, of the business. This is a part of the business. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you racked up quite a few clients from that door. Yes, door and that's course. why I was able to, to get everything Damn. in one area. Yes, yes, yes. I love get it. everything into one area and just, you know, from there build you myself. Move build my techniques, build my, I want to say signature, but yeah, my little signature brand of training. Yeah, because that's, the, that's where the experience comes in. You can have all the knowledge in the world if, you're not, if you don't have your hands on. Yeah, because the book is yeah, only going to teach you this much. So much, yes. And people are going to teach you this much. And nine times out of ten, what you learn from people, you're not going to find in the book. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find it in the book. So I always say in terms of the book, it is the personal trainers that cause the information to be in the book in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The because, trends. Yeah. If we if we didn't do the things we do, no one would be able to put that in, in, in the, the book. book. Yeah. Yeah. So there were times when I went to um, get recertified. Mm -hmm. And this happened about two times the last maybe the last two times I went recertified. And I damn near unintentionally took over the class from the instructor. Mm -hmm. 
And I had to catch myself and I said, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, so I, you know, people were, because what happened was they would ask the instructor a question and she couldn't answer. She's kind of refer it, like, you know, I, I look into that. And Back into know, the book. And I knew the answer. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, it's this, or this. And everybody was like, oh. And so they started asking me more questions. They know, they pull out their mm -hmm. notepad and their pen. And I'm like, oh, I, I, this is not, this doesn't feel good. Right me to do that you know what i mean and so i i stopped it but then after the class people would caught up to me and asking me questions and so on and so forth i get that I've and been so before too. yeah yeah so then I, I was like wait a minute do i need to go to this recertification pay all this money mm -hmm. for something that because i really did not learn wasn't learning much i was learning new equipment because mm -hmm. they would bring out people would, who design new equipment would come out and showcase their stuff and then yeah. create a class around, around it around that yeah but in terms of the literature about exercise physiology so a lot of the instructors it's, what i find personally they're not necessarily working in the field okay so why are they they, here? they have the degree ah but they're not necessarily working in the, in field. the field and when you're in the field, field things change right definitely that's why i said you learn this much from people you're gonna learn this Lots much from the book you get a, a baseline this is general like you know what your blood pressure should be this is general mm -hmm. is that a hundred percent no right you're just gonna give you a nice little general yeah, number this is the range you should be in because they when they test someone they do maybe a hundred people and whatever the majority come out to be they test them like three times yeah to make sure yeah and whatever the number come out to be that's what they go with yeah yeah yeah, yeah. outliers we throw them out <laughs> real world is gonna have more outliers than you have ever seen yes in the in the book when you're doing research right this little outlier uh, we'll throw that one out this outlier uh, we'll mm. throw it out right research is designed what is it we're trying to study how can we conform the research to go in the direction that we want it to Ooh. and let's do that in the direction that they want that they want it to which is so feasible for them when in terms you're of reading a lot of research find out who is sponsoring it right yes and that key that's key who is backing the money for this particular research mm -hmm. all right so you know if it's if it's just the sponsors that's really setting the, the, guidelines, the guidelines, the hypotheses so, for what you're going to say. So interesting. So something I know definitely, but mm -hmm. I want to throw it out there. So your companies are the people who are donating millions of dollars to colleges, mm -hmm. right? Medical schools, sorry. Medical schools and, and people who, are, who want to become doctors. So they set the guideline of how they want those doctors to operate so they can at the back end make all this money mm -hmm. which is why now you go to doctors and you say well this and this hurts i'm going through this and they say okay here write a prescription and give it to you doctors only get like a, i think four to six hours of nutrition mm -hmm. course a so class basically. throughout the four years that they're in medical school or mm -hmm. whatever which doesn't make sense to me and people who notice still wake up Call the doctor, go to the doctor, and put in all this trust into doctors. Well, this is why you gotta find a doctor that specializes in nutrition. That's why everything's broken yes. down into specialized categories. Yes. Right. And I tell people, say, so listen, drugs are are designed off of the same chemical breakdown of what food does to the body. The body breaks down the food into the same chemicals yeah. that it needs. They mimic drugs. They 
they use drug to mimic that. Yeah. And most people do not know this. Right. I'm like, how do you not know this? What's the first one? Let food be thy medicine? Yes. Let food be thy medicine. And a lot of the medicines are derivatives of a certain food. Mm-hmm. Just has a synthetic makeup to it. Exactly. Which is why all this, um, it's just stronger. And so this is why all these side effects are popping up because the body only takes what it needs. What it needs. The drug gives you this big dose of whatever it is. And, and at, at some point it worked because it needed to work quickly mm-hmm. because no one wanted to take a drug that was gonna take 30 days to, to fix them, right. right? They wanna get fixed now. And I get it because you're in pain. Um, food and something natural in the process, like natural herbs and all this stuff take way longer and people do not want to wait the length of time to make to, to make that happen. And that's why most people who shy away from natural um, medicine because it doesn't work as, as quickly. But it is the best way to go. It is the best way to go. It's the, the body can handle it. all medicines because some people do, do need, need it. But if you are healthy, have a little patience, take the longer route. Absolutely. I totally, totally 100% agree. Just like fitness. Yes. Have the patience. There's no magic Not pill. the fad diet. Mm-hmm. Right? Not the fad exercise. Well, well we got to do this because I saw, you know, this celebrity was doing this. This celebrity was doing that. Mm-hmm. And they got in shape for three days. Well, this particular celebrity has a chef, has a trainer, has somebody watching their kids. And they can train two, three times, three times a, a day. day. Yes. Exactly. That's so what, you know, your life is truly not on that same level level as what they're doing mm-hmm. you got to work all day mm-hmm. you got to take care of your kids all day they can pay for trainers to train them twice a day right they have pilates instructors they go their whole day doing all this stuff yeah. they have massage therapists who can straighten them out when they in aches and pains mm-hmm. and the, the chef and all of this stuff yeah, yeah. everything's right there everything is right yeah. there normal people don't have that <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> So people just just get real. I mean, right. stop looking at other people yeah. trying oh, that, to that quick. Want it quick. Want it quick. Yeah. Want it quick. You know what I mean? Looking at other people trying to be like them. Be yourself. Stay yeah. in your lane. You know what I mean? Stay in your lane. So careful, mm-hmm. careful of that. I want to go back a little bit. Did your sister ever got into sports or scholarships or no, anything? No. Mm 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 mm. No. Mm-mm. Nothing. Why not? That wasn't her thing. She was just naturally good at something. So, but then, but then that 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 was it. So she never like followed you after that. She just went her own way, she went do her own, own thing. Yeah. Like I said, we're. Do you have other siblings beside you? It's just she and I. She's twelve years older. She works out with me every day via Zoom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Every day via Zoom. Oh, so you you train her? Yeah. Okay. Every day via Zoom, but. Um, as far as like the whole fitness route that I took or did she just truly excel mm-hmm. to take fitness outside of high school? Mm-hmm. She did She did no sport outside of high school. So the reason why I ask is that my siblings, I have two brothers, got into fitness because of me. Okay. And then I have one son, one out of my three sons, one got into fitness. I mean... Not, a, not being a personal trainer or anything like that. My brother, he does some personal training with his friends and he's the, like the, the leader, he's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and his wife and all that. Even when the COVID was, um, was going on, he would, they would be, he created exercise programs and they would 
do the shit through Zoom or, okay. you know, and he would be meeting them and all that stuff. Sometimes, I, I might have through Sunday, didn't get into it, but sometimes um, it's nice to know that you have siblings who kind of follow that or are your own kids, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because you're doing something that is so amazing and people are paying you for it and all the stuff that goes with it, it it's like, why not? My mom got into into oh, wow. it. Yeah, she joined classes and all that stuff. So she goes and then they, they have, um, she lives in Co-op City in New York. Okay. And Co-op City is like a, a city in itself. Mm -hmm. And they have everything there and, you know, lots of programs. Cause it's kind of also, even though a lot of young people are living there, it's also um, great for older adults. Good. And they have different programs for older adults, classes and all those things. So my mom, she retired. Never exercised before, before really? that. She retires and she started doing that stuff. My mom loved to walk. That's her little thing. Now my mom's always been active. My entire life, she's yeah. always been active, still active to this day, goes walking and stuff like that. Like I said, I think my advancement in sport was out of sheer determination to have my own name mm -hmm. my sister was just naturally good in sports and you know when high school was done eh, that's it yeah, she was, she was good that, that, that's that's it what she Trent, wasn't looking she's working to do out it. now she's, yeah, she, yeah okay yeah. yeah she's um i gotta you know <laughs> so like we're just like every morning couple every times morning monday through friday from 7 to 7 so, 45. so she was the one you were you were doing when i saw you doing the yes. zoom and the stuff and yes it, really yes i didn't know that yes. i thought it was a clean you know, uh, i had clients client. too but you know she yeah but there client. was one uh um uh, i can't remember her face i guess if i see there was one and it's always this what i saw you that early in the morning like about six o'clock yeah it was always the same person that's her and it was like every every morning. Every morning. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great, man. And yeah, so you say your mom is also still active. Yes. yes. You didn't have any brothers? Um, I have a brother through my dad, but he and I we're we're, we're not as close. Oh, okay. But yeah, but Got it's, it. from my mom, it's just my sister and I. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to settle a debate. Uh oh. I get a lot of this question from clients over the years and I want to know what your answer is. Is there an exercise that's better than the other in your opinion? I personally do not believe that there is an exercise better than the other because each person is different. Mm. Each person's body is going to respond differently. You can give a hundred people the same exercise and you're going to get different outcomes from it. So you have to find the exercise or I find the exercise that works with that person's natural I, body movement right you know a lot of people they just whether they're kyphotic you, you're not going to have them do a bunch of push-ups they're already overdeveloped in that area right you know it just it depends upon the person that's good and there's the other another part of it from my perspective is that you can have an exercise that i think it's more uh, i want to use be better but it works you more than the other one yeah but if you do that exercise all the time at some point, it doesn't benefit you anymore. maximum anymore. Your body's gonna adapt to adapt it. Adapt to it really yeah. quickly. So now the exercise that you've neglected to do is gonna be better in that yeah. moment because you yeah. ha you haven't done that too often. Yeah. So it's gonna be give you that much much more benefit. Yeah. So then, then there's that.
Uh, an exercise I'm thinking about at the top of my head right now is a squat compared to a leg press. Mm -hmm. A squat is going to always be more difficult than a leg press because you're using so much more and it's, you're vertically being pushed down by the weight and you got to pull it back up. So it, it feels heavier where uh, a leg press is from, it's the, uh, the lower down. half from the waist down. Yeah. And so you have to put, it also takes more weight you can push more weight on a leg press versus a squat. squat. Mm -hmm. And so your heart has to work a little bit much harder to do a squat. squat. Oh, absolutely. But if you squats all the time mm -hmm. after a while. Then you just got to change up your Change squat. it up. You yeah. know, if you're doing back squats, switch it to a front squat. Right. And exactly. You just, you just got to keep it switching it up. a little bit. Keep yeah. switching up. Yeah. Even, even uh, a rotation. Mm-hmm. Or know, even how you load the squat. Have weight a little heavier on one side right. than you do on the other side can can change it yeah change it yes absolutely yeah so that um i guess you can state there's, there's exercises better than some but then again it's going to determine Based the, on person. the question it's going to determine the person it's going to determine, determine the person yeah yeah mm -hmm. i love it i love it there's no <laughs> flat answer there's just it I love it. Yeah. I love it because it's so final when mm -hmm. there's a flat answer. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna go back to what you say about being tested and you know and determine what's with, with doctors and, and so on. That it all depends on the individual. It all de it, there's somebody out there that have a, a situation that doesn't go with the norm. Right. Exactly. And you have to that treat outlier. them. That outlier. Yes. That right. outlier. You have to treat you that person. You can't throw them away. You, you have to away. figure out how to get this outlier right. Right, right for them yes right for them not right for you right. right for them absolutely you know so if it's somebody and their feet constantly go out how can we work on their ankles to get Straighten their feet to come in, in? people's hunched over yeah. in their back which right. i get a lot of that by the way mm -hmm. especially in older adults you constantly have to do things to to get them upright, to upright, protract upright, their shoulders. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I do have a, four, a 16 year old, by the way. Mm -hmm. Who's that? And you're going to get a lot more just because of technology now. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the phone, yeah. Oh, the way yeah. they, yeah, the way there's just no one is like. It's these postural deviations. They are literally changing, changing the, shape the shape of their, of their spine. Body. Yeah. They're going to have arthritic knuckles within their thumbs. I get that too. No, I have to be in between sessions. I have to be working on clients. They thumb. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, this this is habitual. It's Our habitual. job is never done. No, it's, it's always changing. Yeah, there's always something different popping up. But yeah, um, the more we have stationary jobs, the, the more, more habitual postural deviations in a negative way that we're gonna have to combat against. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> this question. Uh, okay. How important is rest in the human body? Very important. Your body heals when it's at rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It heals when it's at rest. So, do you find that there's more people who are not getting really good quality rest? Correct. Correct. Stressed to the highest Level. degree that you can think of. Coffee on top of coffee on top of coffee, coffee all on day top long. of coffee all day long. Can we can we get some water? Just a little bit of water first to hydrate you before you dehydrate yourself. Mm. Can't sleep because I got to get this done. 
gotta get this stuff all together before this before i go to work it's always something and even when they are asleep their brain doesn't shut shut off off. because it's so there's no quality sleep and people have tv in their bedrooms Mm -hmm. which is also part of the problem because they can't go to sleep anymore they have the tv they're watching television fall asleep for a little bit with the tv on that light Mm -hmm. that's hitting the the pupil it's a problem (laughs) no electronics in my bedroom right no electric yeah and another thing that the, you know if they do have a window they don't have the proper curtain right. to block out to light. block out the light and you have to sleep in total darkness mm-hmm. so your body has to make chemi- your body do make chemicals when you're in a certain state of sleep that you do need to supply you for that day mm-hmm. chemicals are only made for for 24 hours right. that's it that's it mm-hmm. after that your body have to remake more mm-hmm. to take it through the day and so many people are missing that so if you're not sleeping from night to night to night to night and you're not getting quality sleep and your body's not making certain chemicals then it causes other chemical reaction in your body to because your body's going to try to survive every time and this is how people have all kinds of medical issues so i read something the other says the body is not designed to be sick it's designed to always function Mm -hmm. It's us that makes our body sick. I, I can wholeheartedly see that. Yeah, through our decisions and what we do, and we put so many things above our own health. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I see uh, mothers do this all the time, where they'll pay all the attention to the to a child, to the child and give themselves nothing. Right. And without realizing that, if you don't take care of you, then how can you take care, care of your somebody child? Else. Yeah, you, you, you just, just can't, can't do it. Can't. You can't yeah. do it. But then on the other hand, it's how do we get them to realize that they need to slow down? Because for kids, it's always the rat race of if I don't get my child in this school, they don't make this grade, they don't do this, then how they're gonna advance to that next level. Right. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a constant rat race. And then so the, if you have a parent who is doing some shitty thing and they're like, did the kids also learn that? That becomes customary for them. Little kids drinking coffee now. Yes, I, I saw that shit. In, in Starbucks, like little kids are doing coffee to do their homework. And I'm not saying coffee's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. However, the way we're consuming it is bad. Right. Again, that's our decision. This, this size compared Constantly to just Constantly throughout little, the day. Yeah. And no food. Mm-hmm. So my one of the big questions between mom, Fonda, and I. Uh, we were asking is like when people say they they eat healthy do they really eat healthy and i'm talking about the quality of how the food is prepared mm-hmm. colors stay in the food because people overcook their food not because you're having a vegetable on a plate mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's you actually okay i'm say you have one vegetable on the plate it doesn't mean that because it says it's a vegetable doesn't mean it's a healthy yeah. vegetable in the terms of you could have cooked the damn nutrients out of it right because the first and foremost thing that you're paying attention to is the taste. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are they over-seasoning? Over-seasoning the food yeah. to put all kinds of stuff. Right. I find that, take me for instance, that are naturally raised and taking good care of, I find that they're more, they're tasty. You don't have to put a whole lot of Flav- seed flavor on them, yeah. added flavor on them. And they cook easy, mm-hmm. they, they digest easy in your system because it's so natural. It's natural. Yeah. yeah, it's natural. But we don't have people not realizing that that's what healthy food is. 
they think is cutting carbs out your diet mm -hmm. and take away take away all these nutrients drinking one percent milk and two percent milk instead of drinking old milk or no milk at all right it's from from an animal that if you're at certain uh, adults of a certain age and all those things you don't even really need to drink milk but okay they use the same milk to make butter which is the fermentation of milk mm -hmm. which now kind of make it a little bit better than using vegetable oil because vegetable oil is crap anyway mm -hmm. and then people say okay we well, don't eat fried food because fried food is unhealthy but it's not the frying of the food that's it's unhealthy the, the it's the oil, oil that you it. cook it in yeah so people are not making those connections right. you know and so they're confused as hell mm -hmm. and when i talk to them about they they like looking to be like deer in the headlights like i'm speaking like I'm from outer space or some shit. It takes more effort. <laughs> it takes more effort mm -hmm. to eat healthy, to pay attention to the labels, yeah. to make some sacrifices as far as price-wise. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, because you're you're gonna get in, into that price-wise, um, and the, and have patience. Once again, coming back to patience. Yeah. You have to have patience. You need to prepare, plan out your menu. What are you going to have? And it's not like you only have one meal a day. Right. You have to do it multiple times a day. You have to do it multiple times a day. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, oh, I get this all the time. Chantrell, how can you, you, you're eating that again? Or um, how many times a day are you eating a certain thing? Well, when I cook on Sunday, I'm probably going to have it for Sunday dinner. I'm going to have it for it's breakfast because I don't have to have what we view as a traditional True. breakfast. Right. Right, right. So whatever vegetables and and protein that I had the night before, I keep that up for breakfast the next day yes. and keep it moving. Doesn't have to be eggs and bread yeah. and yes. bacon and all yes. that stuff. Yeah. And all bread is not the enemy. It's when you're getting the bread that's made with sugars and you mm -hmm. know all this other natural, Troll. unnatural. Troll I'm gonna say unnatural Troll. things mm -hmm. that are in there, sweeteners mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Then that's where the problem comes in. <laughs> but carbs itself is not the enemy. You need carbs for fuel. You have to have it for fuel. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's your source. It's, it's the source it's of this, life. Yeah, you have Period. to have it for fuel. Source of life. You know, them little veggie, little veggie puffs. Right. Is, is a is a quick snack for some to give to some kids. Mm -hmm. So, it, so that was going to be my next question about how fresh bell how, pepper how or you something eat. like that. Um, you know, so you touch on a little bit of that about yeah. what what you have to do prepare for your food throughout the week and all that stuff. And so how like my snacks, eat. I love the color of the asking, rainbow. What, how do you? Yeah. you know, as a trainer, how do you eat? So one of my favorite snacks, I make me a huge thing of hummus. Um, I make different type of hummus, whether it's like sweet potato hummus. That's that's what I'm doing today. Sweet potato hummus. Yeah. What you so, mean? Uh, I thought hummus I, is only made with chickpeas. Yeah, chickpea. I have some sweet potatoes that are in the oven oh, yeah. as we speak right so now, and it. I mix it with, with the chickpeas, with the, chickpeas okay. with the olive oil. I make my own hummus to actually okay. have some right there. Yeah, and I was and eating then before you came. I cut up um, yellow, orange, red, green bell peppers, and mm -hmm. I eat it. I eat it fresh with my, nice, with my hummus. Nice. That's that's my favorite snack because it's easy in between clients. So wait, if you so you do you watch TV much? I don't. No, I don't. Oh. Oh, well, mainly because I'm not home. Okay. Now, when I'm doing my hair or something like that, I put it on Netflix. Right. Um, I watch a little bit of, of the news, but not a lot late because it's just so heavy on my heart. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I don't watch the news at all, but I do have shows that I watch. Mm -hmm. um, TV programs that I would sit down and I'd watch that, and I snack a lot. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I said, "Wait a minute, if I'm doing this, then how much other?" 
how much you know snacking people are doing mm -hmm. they're watching the game or whatever but what people are snacking on you know wings and popcorn and yeah. chips and all that stuff and, and i'm like okay how much of that is healthy stuff now i'm not just saying those things are unhealthy mm -hmm. what i find that is that for me i try not to buy chicken when i go out in public okay. because the restaurants are not going to buy quality the quality because they got to make a profit right yeah they got to make so a profit. i'm very At the end of the day, they got to make a profit right <laughs> And then if I do decide it, I said to myself, okay, it's not something I do very often. My body can get rid of that, yeah. no problem. So yeah, I, okay, if I go to a place where, and the wings have to be at a certain size. They can't be bigger than a certain size. <laughs> I'm not having, if yeah, I no order steroid, it and no they come out with wings. it and it's by a certain size, <laughs> I'll pay for it, but I'm not eating it. Wow. And I've done that and said, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I'm not, I would not touch it. Um, so yeah, and then the other part of it is that, um, so they buy these uh, things in the jar that they dip and stuff like that. That's something you can make. We can make you it. can make. Yeah. Like you mentioned hummus. I like to dip in my, my hummus. I mean, and I mean, and pesto. Yeah, make fresh make pesto at home. It's not hard. And I'm not saying everybody know how to do this, but you can learn. YouTube University. Exactly. Come on. You can learn. YouTube and, University. You know, get your chickpeas on and, and, and make your snacks and get your, your bell pepper ready to sell all the colors the green, the yellow, and the orange. And, and the yellow, oh yeah, the green, yellow, and orange, yeah. right? Is that and the red. color? Red. And red. And red. And do that. Um, and, and there's just a little bit, there's so many other things that you can do to have healthy snacks. And um, so you can, you know, prevent from doing these other unhealthy stuff. Grapes, mm -hmm. I'll snack on fruits. Yeah, snack on you know. fruits. Another thing is that people, you know, I hear people say, oh, don't eat so much fruits because there's a lot of sugar in it. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So this, this is what I have I never tell seen clients. anybody got fat off of eating this fruit. This is what I tell my clients all the time. So if you go somewhere and you don't have access to a store, but you got all these fruit trees, you mean to tell me you're not going to pick and eat any of them fruits? I would gorge myself. <laughs> Are you kidding? I would, this, man. This is nature at the it's core. core. Right exactly. Here, right? And the thing is that if you look at it from the bottom, those trees are not being rooted up and replanted the next for the next season next season those trees once they're growing and bear fruit they stay that way yeah. that ground <coughs> is nutrients rich mm -hmm. into the tree into the fruit going into your body and so what if it has sugar in it the body it has fiber in it too that's fiber and that, that kind of yes. like cancels it out a little but bit but the body needs sugar yeah. they make that they make it sound like sugar is a bad thing yeah. it's the processed so sugar the that's processed bad sugar because protein turns into sugar mm -hmm. fat turns into sugar carbohydrates vegetables into, everything yeah. because it's the energy source of the yeah. body the body processes it into sugar and feed into the muscle yeah. so the muscle can move I'm not saying it's just sugar, there's other nutrients right, there's as other well. Nutrients in but it everything turns into sugar. So, you know, have the fruit with the seeds in it instead of taking Metamucil. And the skin. A lot of times right, the, skin the skin of the fruit yeah. is also great because yeah. there's, man, fiber. It's the fiber. And it's you the need fiber, fiber that you need. Absolutely. Instead of, no, I said my doctor just said get some Metamucil stuff. Like, 
Yeah. Y- so, you want to drink this yes, every day instead yeah. of eating yeah. this peach? Right. Hell, you in Georgia with some juicy peaches. You know what I mean? It's more than emoji for the booty. <laughs> it's more than that. It's more than that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. That is funny. It's more so than emoji more. for the booty. It is. So oh man. Oh man. But yes. <laughs> more yeah food is it's very misunderstood and so uh, when people call them oh I'm a foodie I'm very suspect because I look at and I'm I'm not saying that okay I know everything about food by no means Mm -hmm. I'm not the authority on food but I know a lot about food Mm -hmm. and um, that I contribute to being born in Jamaica raised there and being able to cook the food from there and know what natural food is and never saw anyone with cancer right and all arthritis arthritis my grandmother lived to 90 something years old Mm -hmm. didn't have any she was walking around barely went to the doctor for anything um have natural um remedies Mm -hmm. we make our own cooking oil out of coconut yeah my grandma, great grandmother would do that. Um, butter was just natural. Everything was, was natural. natural. Yeah. We, I sit in the tree and, and season. Mm-hmm. Fruits, you're supposed to eat fruits seasonally. Mm-hmm. Because having certain fruits all year round is not good. Right. It's like, what are you doing right. to have that all year round? So we have to respect nature and say, okay, yes. you know what? I'm only gonna have this fruit at this time at of this year when season. it's in abundance, when yeah. it's in season. And I'm not gonna have it when it's not in season because I, to me, I, I don't want to. I don't want right. to consume it <laughs> because other fruits will come to beer in the seasons that this other fruit is not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's millions of fruits out there that you can consume, and I understand in the, in the Americas where we are, there's not a lot of fruit trees. Because they're using find, all the land for, for soy. Yes, and and, <laughs> and the government yeah. don't want people to have yeah. fruit trees as well yeah. because if you have X amount of fruit trees, they think you're gonna sell it. And it's all about taking money away from a certain source. Right. And that's how everything is controlled. It's always about the money it first. Always. Which are ruin, ruining people's health. Mm-hmm. And, and, and other things. Mm-hmm. We need to, as people, find our way through that. We need to educate ourselves. We need to take it seriously because it is even better than exercise. Oh, absolutely. It is the most important thing. The most important for the vitality of your life. Of your life. The most important. Yeah. Yeah. Quality food. Quality food. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So listen, man, I can, oh God, I can talk to you forever. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like we haven't even touched on some stuff yet. (laughs) We can do it again. Oh, we We can do it again. And I I will bring a peach. Oh yes, we yeah. met Peach. I bring a doodle mon- emoji. <laughs> Let you know that they go together. <laughs> so we're gonna close out. Okay. And is there anything else you want to share with with folks? No, this this has just listening? been great. I mean, <clears throat> if I can give or say anything, it's be patient with yourself, be kind with yourself, be true to yourself. Um. And and don't be so into, don't be so caught up 
in the societal what we're making norms of what has to be like it's okay to be a little different for you to find your path within life so if you need to step back and slow down in order to prepare your own food in order to prepare your own drinks in order to prepare your mind for what you're going to do the next day take the time and do that um just yeah if i if i can say or offer anything just slow down be patient with yourself you know fitness is a journey the healthy eating is a journey but once you find your way within that journey it's a beautiful journey the food is delicious the movement is is phenomenal and together your body is just going to thank you wholeheartedly let's second that emotion now i want to add to that as well it's important to show gratitude for the people who prepare the food to get to your table from the farmers um the truckers mm -hmm. people who wash it but but you know box it up yeah. to get to the grocery store the grocery the people who own the grocery stores give it to uh, gratitude to yourself for going to the store to pick that vegetable or fruit or meat or whatever mm -hmm. to buy it be with it bring it home prepare it not in a in a rush but right. take your time with it season it be in the kitchen mm -hmm. be with it make sure the kids are there watching yeah, you doing that make stuff it event. make it make an event make the game get the kids involved yes yeah i, I remember sitting um, on the table with my grandmother doing everything <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get into this another time because I, I, I told you i'm a country bumpkin right I, know, yeah. I, I remember i remember running putting the chicken in the corner to help my grandmother catch it and wring his neck like i'm, I I'm, that, country. Yes. I'm that country yes. I, I grew, man yes I'm i can tell country. you grown-up stories man when it comes to food yeah. and all that I my grandma used to buy relationship with food because of her yes mm -hmm. and so i have a really healthy relationship with food for one i love the taste of it mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be sweet because i don't you know when i go to restaurants don't don't give me a dessert menu mm -hmm. i cannot stand it it pissed me off because i don't want it yeah i don't want anything sweet like like that stuff i, I don't i don't find it to be food mm -hmm. and it, it it irritates me when people are so oh my god yes i want to have that it's it looks salivating good. salivating yeah. over that yeah why would i want to put that in my body yeah and they're not salivating over really beautiful, healthy, good food. Mm -hmm. But they're salivating over the sugar, the sweet stuff. And, and I find that Americans especially, they will put sugar on everything. everything. And thinking they that's what tastes good. <laughs> they yes. put it on extra fruit, yes. over watermelon. And I'm and like, your taste like bud that. is so <laughs> crazy and messed up that you think sugar is the main and should be the main the ingredient. ingredient. When I used to, when I was growing up, my my all my my mom, my grandma used to say, "Oh, eat this; it's healthy for you." Mm -hmm. I don't care how it tastes. I am going in. Mm -hmm. I used to enjoy some of the worst tasting food growing up, and I loved it as mm -hmm. a kid because I'm thinking it's it's, it's good, good for you. It's good for me. Yeah, that's all they had yeah. to say. It was good for you. Well, so I I, just, I, I just had that mindset no from eat or stall, so. oh no, I had choices. <laughs> No, I'm talking about with my mom. Oh, what you want? Yes. Oh, but we had choices because we can. That's it. We had tons of choices <laughs> because fruit trees were everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we used to go raid people's um, fruit trees <laughs> and, you know, 
And, yeah, and um, come home and cook. Uh, Aki? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, yeah, we were, and I knew how to cook at an early age because our parents was out working, and we come home, and there was no, there's no, we don't do, we didn't, my parents, my parents didn't do, like, grocery shopping for days and days. They would shop every day right. for, for dinner. So you go in the fridge, the fridge is empty. Yeah. You have to figure out, shit, how, how am I going to eat before they get home? <laughs> like, you're hungry. You can't wait for yeah. them to get home. So, yeah, we had to make do. But anyway, I mean, this is another conversation we can yeah, get into. Absolutely. This, this, when it comes to health, there's so much spectrum mm-hmm. around it and so many things that are needed to make it whole. Yeah, yeah. It's Emotional, not just spiritual. Yes, yeah, it's so absolutely. many compartments. It's not just moving the body. It, it, it's sleep. It's all of these mm-hmm. things. But this is the work that we have to do mm-hmm. to make. And I'm not saying you're going to be so. Health is about stopping yourself from dying. We're all going to die. But why not seek quality life? Yeah, while you're living. And while you're living. As while long as you living, live, you yes. should be able to want to do stuff because that's the purpose if you're yeah. just in the body and you're not moving you can't do anything yeah. then what's the purpose yeah. it's the moving and doing things and being active is the best part of living mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it surely is yeah it surely so is. i want to do that as long as i can i'm not worried about dying oh it's gonna happen it's definitely gonna happen but, but some people say well shit why do that anyway you're still gonna die anyway no i want to be moving up until the day yes up until the day because i pray that i die go. peacefully in my sleep that exactly. is my prayer exactly but the day before your girl was up and moving doing her thing you know what i'm saying that's, that's that is my prayer for how i want to go very important <laughs> on that note people thank you for being here thank you for tuning in with us thank you for spending time with us thank you for allowing us to share with you and to pour into you. On that note, take care. (laughs) Bye. My girl. All right.